Hi, everyone. Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Grant Murney and Stephen McKee, and today we're going to talk on Beyond the Gifts. Hey, Stevie, how's it going? Good to see you here, Grant, again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this little session. Yeah, it's going to be good. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, beyond the gifts. I mean, to some people, they might go, what do you even mean? Like, beyond the gifts. But I am convinced, and we are convinced, that what the Lord wants to do is something even greater than than gifts. Like, when you look at the, there was three festivals in the Old Testament where men were told to go to Jerusalem to encounter God. One was Passover, one was Pentecost, and one was Tabernacles. Passover is obviously Christ the cross. Pentecost, we've came in to experience that. And that's where we've stopped as the church, there's the body of Christ. And we've we've spoken about the gifts and the gifts of spirit and all of that. But there's something beyond. And it's to me, it's something greater than any gift. Absolutely. I remember years ago, um, we were doing all these gift um, teachings in, in, in the church. And we had these like uh, documents you had to fill out to see what your latent gift was, your main gift, and all this kind of different stuff. And I remember going through that and then seeing like, you know, and it says desire prophecy because that's the greatest and all this kind of stuff. And I, I would look at that and I would sit with the Lord and I would say, but Yahweh, what is this going to do? You know, I, I don't know that I want a gift. What I want is I want all of you. Yeah. And that that's what I prayed. So I actually said to the Lord, I don't want any gifts. I want all of you. And the interesting thing is that in my journey with the Lord over the last 30 years, I have literally operated in any of the gifts because when he requires someone, there's a vessel that can be used. And I think this is the thing is like my issue with the gifts is that it limits you and it puts you in a box and that becomes your identity. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the, the, the purpose, the original purpose of the fivefold ministry, it talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are there for the equipping of the saints. We have stopped there. The church, the body of Christ stopped there. But then it goes on to say, until you walk in the full stature of Christ. So what does the apostolic teach? They taught how to function in the gifts, how to prophesy, um, how to pray for the sake, all that stuff. But we have stopped there and not went to the next phase, which says, until you walk in the full stature of Christ. In other words, once you walk in that, you don't necessarily need to walk in the gifts anymore because you've got fullness. Yeah, and I think the thing is, the thing with a gift is it's something that's given freely, which is what it says, and then that's amazing, and it's awesome to receive a gift. But the problem is to receive a gift, it doesn't require any character, it doesn't require any um, accountability, any responsibility, because it's been given to you. And and because it's been given to you, it, no matter what, you, what you're doing, you could be in the greatest sin, and that gift could still function because it's a gift. But the problem is, I think what the Lord's looking for is people of character and people that have walked through some stuff and actually are mature because he wants his mature sons. Because it says, even though you're an heir to the throne, you're still under governors and tutors until you become mature. Mm. And so I think this is what he's looking for. I, be, I believe Yahweh wants us to move beyond the gifts because they limit us. Absolutely. And, and that's maybe why we don't move beyond the gifts because it takes maturity. It takes character. It takes the cross, it takes being crucified, it takes dying to self. And those are things that somehow, again, we don't like because we want to just function out of a gift and then live how we like. And you just can't. It's not going to happen. 
Yeah, and I think for me, the sad thing is how often the gifts give people an identity. So if you have a healing gift, now you become the healer and your whole identity is built up in that. And and for me, it's sad because that's all you are is just some person that can heal or you become just the prophet that maybe every now and again gets a prophetic word correct, you know, one out of five or something like that. And you think you're great because of that. And I just think that's so sad because if you look at our model, who is Yeshua, he functioned in everything. He was those things. It was part of his nature and his character. And I think the gift doesn't determine nature. The gift just determines function. And I think what I want as a believer is I want to have the nature of Christ, which means I can function in all of, all of those things as he desires through me. I love a story. Um, it's about William Branham. And William Branham is famous for, he he's known for words of knowledge and healing. But his words of knowledge were beyond what we are seeing in the modern church as well, because he could take someone by the hand and he could tell them their name, their address, where they came from, how they got there, what happened to them, how they got sick. And then when he pronounced they were healed, they got utterly 100% healed. And so there was words of knowledge and healings he was used in. But someone once asked him, what is your greatest gift? Is it healing or is it words of knowledge? And William Brown said, oh, no. My greatest gift is knowing how to step out of the way so Christ can step in. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, that should be all of our attitude. To me, that is where it is. Yeah, because obviously he didn't allow himself to be limited by a gift, even though he functioned in that, and that was maybe one of the primary things that Yahweh used him in. He was open to anything else. And I think that that's part of the issue is let's be open to what else Yahweh wants to use us for because – if we are a vessel, then can't he fill us with whatever he wants to fill us with? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that the, the gifts are there because we, we need them, obviously, at the beginnings. It's like learning, it's training. But for me, it's like there's a difference between the gift of prophecy and like the spirit of prophecy. It's almost like the difference between a prophet and an oracle. I remember you spoke about this before, Grant, where it's like the prophet it's like we have to judge prophecy we have to judge it because it might be from god it might not be it's like there's always a bit of doubt but i believe there's a realm above that and again the celtic saints walked in this where it was a hundred percent accurate like samuel not one word of samuel's words fell to the ground to me that's not a gift that is hearing directly from the lord that's the lord speaking through you why because you have his character and nature you are in union with him that's right. I mean, that is what an oracle spirit is all about. So if you look at her, to me, the issue with prophecy is what a prophet normally does is he interprets what he thinks he's hearing from God and he puts a spin on it, where an oracle speaks direct from Yahweh. So in other words, if Yahweh says ABC, a prophet says A, or an oracle says ABC, but a prophet might go, well, I think what God's trying to say is this. And I think that's where we get messed up is oracles, like you said, if you look at the prophets in the Bible, none of their words fell to the ground. Everyone was fulfilled. And I think that is true prophetic, not like some of today's garbage is out there, that people are are excited when they have a 60% hit rate. I mean, what is this? I agree. I, I have never understood why we're in a new covenant based on better promises. We've got Christ living in us, yet our prophecy is so much less than the Old Testament. Like, Isaiah, like Jeremiah, like all these Daniel, like all these guys could prophesy with such accuracy. Isaiah prophesies about a King Cyrus and what's that, a couple of hundred years later that happens. 
they had such accuracy. Yeah, and now our prophecies are just general. I saw a flower. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, like, what is that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just think the other thing that we need to understand is the gifts were given for the unbeliever. And so, I, and then you see the, the issue is, yeah, we are trying to function with the gifts in the church and the unbeliever doesn't even know that there are such things as gifts. And so, I think this is one of the things is we've got things so confused with the gifts because it's not for us. The church is supposed to be healthy. The church is supposed to be hearing from God. It shouldn't be getting prophetic words. It should know. It should be leading. It should be telling governments what to do, just like what happened in the word with, you know, Samuel telling David and all kinds of different things. Uh, Samuel, is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely right. And when you look at the gifts when when Paul was um, teaching on the gifts in 1 Corinthians, he talks about all the gifts and all the functions of the gifts. But then he goes on to say, but now I will show you a better way. And then he goes on to talk about love. And I'm talking about real love, not a hyper love. And basically he's talking about there's something beyond the gifts. There's something where we can be possessed by God himself because God is love. Yeah, you can do the gifts. You can operate in the gifts. But behold, come Come with me on a journey and I'll show you a better way. Absolutely. I mean, even if you look at the Celtic saints, I don't, in all my reading of their lives, I don't ever see them talking about the gifts. They spoke about union with Yahweh and union with the Trinity. And so for me, they didn't even focus on the gifting. What they focused on was their com- communion and their fellowship with 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 Yahweh and and with the Godhead, and for me, and out of that, look what they did. They turned the world upside down because of that fellowship with God. They never chased after a gift. Then I don't even know if they even desired a gift. What they desired more than anything else was to know Him. And out of that desire, look at what they did. That to me is the greatest thing. Is we need to have a desire for God and a desire for Jesus and a desire for the Holy Spirit. And I think then we will start to see the world turn upside down when we don't have a desire for some gift that's so limiting to the nature of who we truly are, sons of the Most High. Do you know what? That is so powerful. Um, do you think, Grant, is just a question that, you see, we, like, like you just said, we go after and teach all about, for example, angels. We go after and teach all about prophecy. We go after and teach all about the gifts, whereas like these saints did, for example, translocation, walking through walls, all going, turning invisible. These saints never taught any of that. They never went after any of that. They went after Yahweh, yet they walked with angels. They walked through walls. They became invisible. Like they translocated. They functioned in all of that, but did not go after that. They went after Yahweh. Do you think we've got it back to front? I do think we have. I think what's happened with the mystical movement is we've got um... – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost like Safe bedazzled track. by all this kind of stuff. And we think, wow, that's the stuff to go after. And what we've done is we've put Yahweh to the side and we've gone off to angels and we've gone after this and we've gone after that. And I think the simple, it's the simplicity of the faith, believe in him. And it's just about that. And it's about pursuing him. And I think when we turn our focus back to Yahweh and we begin to pursue him with everything that we have, all those things will come to us. Isn't that what the word says? If you, you know, seek my kingdom, seek me and my kingdom, everything's going to be added to you anyway. And I think this is what the, the Celtic saints understood. I, I completely agree. I, I think 
as we go after Yahweh in prayer, like you're talking about, like real prayer, not religious prayer, but prayer where we encounter the Lord, we encounter the Father. When we go after him, discipline, get to know his word, really get to know him, then these things will happen as a byproduct of knowing him, not just because we go after, because you could do all those things, like Satanists could probably try and relocate and do spiritual things and, and, and function out of gifts, if you like, maybe from Satan, but still function in the supernatural. They can do all that. But if we go after our Father, we can function in something far, far greater because our focus is right. Our focus is on the Lord, not in any gift or any manifestation. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think the gifts are given to mortal man to at least show some of the supernatural. But I, I believe this is that we are sons of God. We are sons of Yahweh, and we're supposed to look and function like him. And the only way we're going to do that is by spending time with him and getting to know who our father is. And I think this is the thing is that the Celtic saints had this knowing. They had this just this ability. And I think it's because they, they knew God. It's like if you take Bridget with asking for land and she says if you take my cardigan and we stretch it will you give me that land and the king's like yeah sure and then they stretch it and it goes for four miles you know what i'm saying or something like that and and then lighting a fire that doesn't go out for a thousand years things like this this is the kind of life that can come and sustain you when you walk with yahweh and you know your father it's it's so different to what we have because this stuff is just temporal i think gifts are temporal they're only earthbound and I think is we need to move beyond the earth into the kingdom and we need to know who Yahweh is and know ourselves, who we truly are as his sons. Absolutely. I mean, I love reading Madame Guyon and and she speaks about like if you stop at the gifts, if, if you stop there, she said, I pity you. Why stop there when you can go into God himself? And we Absolutely. need we need that union. We need to truly know him. And I really believe our generation is it's got the greatest calling, but we've never had so much knowledge, so much books, so much seminars, so many conferences. We've never had so many, but yet we're not walking in anything like even the Celtic saints. And it's really because yeah. we need to know him. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are the weakest we've ever been. And like you say, with all this knowledge, with all this revelation, and I think it's because the knowledge and the revelation has pulled us away from Yahweh. And so people have pursued knowledge and revelation and not pursued God. And I think when we pursue him and we get to know him, we'll begin to function like the saints and go beyond that, beyond what the Celtic saints did, I believe is our inheritance. But still, we have to at least start to function there. Absolutely. What they had is incredible. And that is just the beginning. We're going to go much further and much greater and much deeper, much higher. But we must learn from them. And I think the only way that's going to happen is us by us paying a price, which is another thing people don't like to hear. This is going to cost. It costs them time. They spend so much time with the Lord and days. I mean, if you look at, um, was it Cuthbert standing in, in the ocean for hours on end all night? He would pray all night so in the cold ocean so that he wouldn't fall asleep. Absolutely, Grant. Well, this has been an awesome time. It's been great. And we just want to encourage everyone that's listening to this, start pursuing Yahweh. There's nothing uh, better that you can do. There's nothing that will be a greater reward than seeking him. Absolutely. There's no other way. There's, there's a cost. and But if we pay the cost, there's the greatest life adventure we've ever, ever had. Absolutely. Bless you guys. Thank you. Bless you.